Yeah, we're live. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, right. we did it. We're live. We did it. Welcome back, first and foremost. Hooray, I'm home. Yeah, how was PAX? PAX was honestly all right. Nothing yeah. nothing too bad. Like it was some some hiccups with it. They um <laughs> this was the first year they put down uh the metal detectors for PAX West. Yeah, how did that go? Lineups were terrible and cops had to be everywhere uh dictating lines yeah. and then they broke fire codes apparently a couple times. Oof, man. And it was a shit show. That's no good. What a nightmare to run that uh this year probably. I yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. How was it having your uh, panel on the very first day? Stressful and nice at the same time. Stressful because that means I know what I normally do is I get to the con, work on the panel, and then we have the show. So I usually get a day or two on it, which meant I had yeah. to cram everything in when I got there. Yeah. But um it was nice actually having the rest of the weekend not to worry about. It was it was nice to just be like day one done, just relax for the rest of the weekend. I saw a tweet about some. I don't know what it was in reference to. You made a tweet about like throne control oh, is going to be fuck? the end of me. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. What happened? Yeah, uh, let's just say the ending. I don't. I, it was recorded, so I won't spoil it. But let's just say the ending of okay. that show was a bit of a roller coaster. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well. Let's, let's just say the contestants are going to be the reason I die more than anything else. <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely hope not. So what did you do uh, at PAX? Did you spend all your time in the classic game room as usual? or uh, I spent a, a good or? chunk of it there, but I actually also did play games this time around. Okay. Cool. Shockingly enough, I actually did play new games. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll say right now that Sean is in Germany, so he is with a not with us currently. He will be back, I think, next week. And this is the Top Down Perspective uh, for September 5th. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. And, I literally uh, paused waiting for Sean to respond, realizing, wait, that no. <laughs> Man, I, I will say this. Reese got sick. She's got con crud. I'm not sick yet, but I have been so exhausted these past two days. Like... Yeah, my, bo like my body is probably con? fighting whatever it is that she got. Probably, uh, yeah. Next con is January. I don't have anything till MAGFest. I'm okay, actually so free for the rest of the year. You get One some downside time off, of that then. is, oh, well, sort of. Yeah. Still got a bunch of trips, though. Um, at oh. least two trips in November, one for TRG and one for uh, American Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, okay. Then we've got... There's another one I can't talk about yet because I don't know if it's happening. Okay. And uh, and we're trying to figure out what we're doing for our um, for our wedding anniversary as well, the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Okay. That might also be a trip, so. Oh, it's a trip, all right. It's a trip. But, <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, you're home. What did you play? What did you play this week? All right. Uh, let me see if I can remember everything in order because I went in a really weird order. Uh, first okay. day, I didn't play anything because it was just working on throwing controllers. Sure. Second day, uh, I went upstairs to, on the sixth floor because I don't know when was the last time you were at PAX West. Oh, at over at least five years ago. Okay, so do you remember how up on the top floor they used to have like a small expo hall part and then like the gaming areas and stuff like that? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's all Expo Hall up there now. Weird. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but a bunch of the the smaller studios are up there. So I yeah. went and played a bunch of indie stuff. Well, right. Indie stuff. Uh, I started playing Inti Creates new game, which is a Luminous Avenger X or something like that. It's the okay. uh, spinoff of uh, Gunbolt. Oh, okay. You have my yeah. attention. Plays good. Plays really good. Uh, I think uh, Ix is supposed to be like a, a DLC character for Gunvolt Two or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the way it works is that you you tar- it's kind of like Gunvolt. You target your enemies and then you can keep doing continual damage to them. But you also have okay. like a dash mechanic to it. The comparisons that they were telling me was like think if Gunvolt is Mega Man, then uh, Luminous Avenger is Mega Man X. And it felt fast-paced, which was nice, so I liked it. This is coming out real soon, too, apparently. Yes, I believe so. In, like, a couple weeks. 26th of September, it shows. This looks oh, nice. great. Yeah, I know. It, it played, honestly, pretty fun. Uh, I Gunvolt didn't grab me for some reason, the first one. But everyone told it's me Gunvolt 2 was better. Yeah. Yeah, everyone told me okay. Gunvolt 2 was way better, So, and this seems to be way better than Gunvolt 2. So. Cool. All right. Check that out. Um. You know what? I'm not going to be able to remember the exact order I played things, so I'm just going to start saying them as I remember them. Uh, Windjammers 2. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's Windjammers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely looked like it. <laughs> it plays good. It plays like some good Windjammers. They add some new mechanics to the game, which I haven't gotten used to yet. You can straight up jump and do like a, a, okay. like a, a dive shot, but I mm-hmm. don't know how it works. It it there was no explanation and it didn't feel organic to use, okay. so it just we just never used it. <clears throat> so it was weird. So you don't need to, I guess. It's well, you probably will eventually. Cool. It seems like a good way to like uh, respond to certain shots. Like it seemed like if there was a lob shot, you could jump and catch it and then slam it back down. Oh, okay, I see. But uh, yeah, like I said, we never it never came up really in gameplay so okay there's also uh like off offensive and defensive supers now uh okay on top of like your normal charge shot there's like you activate this and it's just like a super powerful move and then like mm-hmm. if you're out of range of the disc you can just use a defensive super to bring it towards you okay huh so that seemed interesting too and might change the balance a lot but it's still like first to 12 they've added new characters they've got a canadian representing character now he looks like fat hulk hogan okay there's no other there's no other way to describe it it's it's weird okay excellent uh i also played streets of rage 4 because it's the same booth and it's dot emu publishing it yeah that plays really good really it actually feels really fun i i'm gonna admit i was a bit nervous because of the art style everyone was kind of picking the art style part that art style is great in motion when you're playing the game it works really well I haven't actually seen the art, so let me take a look here. Uh, they had oh, okay, yeah, they yeah. had three of the characters available there. They had Axel, Blaze, and Cherry. Cherry's a new character. She's the daughter of uh, Adam, the the other character okay. from Streets of Rage One, the dude with the mm-hmm. yellow shirt. She right. fights with a guitar and has like some electric abilities, so she was actually really fun to play. She's a mix of Adam and Skate, surprisingly enough. Like, her grab is straight up jumping on someone's face and just punching them in the face. So she was super Effective. fun to play as. Yeah, no, she was super good. <laughs> they haven't announced the four char- fourth character yet, so. Did it feel as, um, what's the p- proper way to say this? 
unforgiving and maybe kind of bullshitty as three does sometimes no, i would compare no? it more to okay. two than i would three <clears throat> okay neat yeah uh one thing that they changed is you know those stars you could get in streets of rage yeah. in mm-hmm. three they gave you more combos in this one it's like a super move you can use so it's like a screen okay. clear or like just like something like within your range for and that's uh, probably for, different for each character. Yeah, Cherry's was like yeah. an AOE electric attack. Uh, Axel's, I want to say, it looked like it either did an AOE flame attack or he just uh, got stronger. It okay. seemed pretty cool. One thing I really liked that is very non-Streets of Rage, uh, you can combo between each other now. Oh, so the that's boss, neat. the boss that we fought, the, apparently the demo was stage six. The boss we fought was Shiva, like you know the that asshole that's guarding Mister X at the end of two and three. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You, we were able to just like we got him in the air with some move. I don't remember what, and then we actually just started kicking him back and forth between each other because we were so close together. So we took away half his health bar without him touching the ground, and it was surprisingly like satisfying to do. Oh man, that like sounds it was real really cool. cool. Like, yeah, um, I'm actually way more jazzed for this game now than I thought it was going to be. It definitely sounds like a nice modernization of that series. Yeah, like that sounds kind of cool. These are all good things you're saying. So yeah, no, I I'm I'm real pumped for Streets of Rage Four. Mm-hmm. I think it looks fine myself. Also, I guess, I know like, people were complaining that it looked too flash cartoony when it first came out, but like, in motion, it is it is good. I kind of like the Flash cartoony look myself, but yeah, mm-hmm. okay, fair enough. I that's just where I lay on it. That's fair. Uh, I also played one. I it's not one shot. It's like one throw or something like that. But it, it is a another Windjammers like game that okay. kind of gave it a more modern spin. They kind of gave it more of like uh, their characters are much more vibrant. Like okay. uh, one of their one of their characters is uh, a a cat using a mech suit. That has another cat with it. Okay. And yeah, it, it it's weird, but it, it is literally just a a Windjammer spiritual successor that they were working on before Windjammers two got announced. So apparently they're they're both friends with each other and they're kind of working on their games together. That's cool. But, uh, I like. I forget. Stuff it. Like I th- that. I thought it was like one shot, one throw, something like that. I literally can't remember the name, and I know one shot is a different game, but uh, it was surprisingly fun. But it yeah, didn't feel as clean as Windjammers did. If that okay. makes sense. Because it the does, game... Yeah. Yeah, it, like the dashing was not as forgiving. It, it was just really... Just slightly off, I guess, if you're too used to Windjammers. Okay, I see, yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to look it up here as well. Cause I'm Shot curious. one. So I was right about the words. I was in there in the wrong <laughs> order. Shot one. All right. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Well, that explains why I thought it was one shot. Yeah. Shot one. Indie database. Oh, yeah. Th- you know what? This kind of looks like... Uh, this kind of looks like the overwatch version or something of wind yeah just from the yeah honestly that's that's here. the probably the best comparison the characters were very reminded me very much of like wind jammers or not wind yeah. jammers uh, uh overwatch. overwatch yeah this looks neat though actually that's kind of cool it definitely seems like people will i kind of feel bad for them even though like it sounds like they're friends 
um and like they're helping each other out or whatever i feel kind of bad because i think this one's gonna get overlooked <laughs> yeah i've got a gut feeling that's gonna be the case too so i feel bad but uh this is gonna be like the paladins basically when everybody's talking about overwatch like everyone's gonna be talking about wind jammers but whatever this looks cool too i think it looks neat yeah, no, I think people will, if you're in the Windjammers, you have two options coming out soon, but I, I definitely feel like uh, it's going to need a little bit more tweaking or like, well, here's the thing. I, I don't know how much they're trying to feel the exact same. They they did one sure. thing that I actually really like that Windjammers 2 doesn't do. Um, okay. So in Windjammers 1, you can do what we call walk the dog, whereas you can just throw the Frisbee in a yeah. way that it uh, it's riding along its edge and it kind of like wheels forward. Uh-huh. Uh what they do in in shot 1 is that if you counter that grab, you can throw it back and still be doing that shot so it keeps the momentum from that and it becomes like a combo race to do it. It's actually was surprisingly fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And of course there were there were supers for each character and stuff like that depending on who you were playing as, etc. Uh the yeah, cat yeah. character, the cat with the mech seemed like she just dropped another cat in a spot to auto catch the frisbee if it went there. I love it. <laughs> so there's there was a bunch of cool ideas on it. Yeah. Who would have thought in 2019 you we would hear the phrase if you like wind jammers you're going to have two options available soon. Yeah. When, life is weird. When for man. so long it was like if you liked wind jammers you have one option and that's to find the old version. <laughs> life comes at you fast. <laughs> What else uh, did you play? Uh, I spent... Uh, no, I'll get to that after. I okay. got to play Shovel Knight... Uh, shoot, what is the multiplayer one called? Shovel Knight Showdown oh. or something like that? Yeah, that sounds familiar. There's so many Shovel Knight things that are going on now. I don't remember what's yeah, what. Shovel Knight Showdown is correct. Okay. So this is the multiplayer uh, mode for Shovel Knight, uh, like the, mm -hmm. the arena battle mode. It was fun, but it was yeah. exactly what you expected to be. It was an arena battle, like you pick a character and then you fight amongst each other while trying to get treasure. Right. So the map, you could pick the maps. It looked like there was about 15 different maps and uh, it would be like, okay, get seven gems on this stage. And then you load into a stage with four hit points, five lives each. And then you just fight each other. You can only pick up gems when you're not damaged. You can kill off other players. You ha everyone has like specific moves. Like I played a shield knight. She could throw out her her shield like Captain America. So she had a projectile essentially that froze in place and came back. That's so uh, cool. You could play as like any of the the knights of Norquarter. You could play as uh, some other side characters like oh like plague knight's assistant or uh or like like stuff like that the enchantress was also an option so the the roster was surprisingly big for what it was nice it handled really good uh it's a fun little arena combat game it's a fun multiplayer yeah. game so yeah i recommend it if you like multiplayer games cool yeah sounds now, great now i spent most of my time at the way forward booth so when i was actually okay. playing games so I got to play Shantae 5, I got to play River City Girls, and I got to play Vitamin Connection. Oh my god. Okay. This, I do want to know about all of these. Um, okay. What do you want me to I start? need to know first, 
uh, River City Girls, is it worth picking up on Switch? Like, it's yes. out, so. Yeah. It Pick is. It up. Okay. Yeah. It looks great. So. It, it, yeah. I, the demo we had was the Switch version. It played really good. If, it felt better than Double Dragon Neon did. Oh, okay. Neon's yeah. presentation was great, too. but it was slow. That was my problem with Double Dragon Neon. Okay, uh, so the this is faster the than... speed. The speed of like River City Ransom was definitely there. Uh, you level up in this one, so each level you get new moves, a la let's say Scott Pilgrim for comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two player cooperative, obviously. There's going to be a lot of references you're not going to get in the game because it is directly tied to the uh, old Cuneo uh, games. Okay. So, for example, you're playing as like Cuneo and Ricky's girlfriends. And if you don't know those games at all, you won't know that they've been around since, like, the NES era. Mm, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah. There's a bunch of characters from those series as well, but there's also references you will get. Like, a Bobo is referenced a lot in there. Uh, <laughs> Billy and Jimmy Lee straight up show up. They're, like, one of the shopkeeps in the game. Okay, that's you, neat. You collect, like yeah, that. you collect money like you do in River City Ransom. You have surprisingly generous health meters, too. There's parrying, there's blocking, there's aerial moves, there's uh, like a bunch of stuff in there. Okay, cool. I'm liking it. Um, let, me, let me see how I was doing on Metacritic since it came out today. Yeah. I'm a little curious as well. River City Girls, Actually, you know what? I think Ted no Mars playing yet. it like, right now, even. Uh, one, so. oh, one review so far for River City Girls, it's a 90 from Nintendo Life. Really? Wow. Not since okay. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World have we uh, was released nine years ago have we played such an entertaining, satisfying beat-em-up. I was hoping to hear something along those lines. Okay. Yeah. This sounds that, like that is the only pickup. review that seems to be on that. So. Yeah, this sounds yeah. like an instant pickup for me. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to grab it too. The physical doesn't come out for a couple months though, but yeah, I'll, I'll grab the digital because I want to play it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Shantae, let's talk Shantae. Shantae 5, which the thing is now Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Um, yeah. That is Shantae. Okay. I, I do the, not know how else stuff. how to describe it. I asked mm -hmm. them the question, like, is this going to be more like Half Genie Hero, where it's all, like, strict level structures, or is it going to be more like... Uh, is it going to be more like the earlier ones, which were more Metroidvania-like? And they said this is an open-world one. So less oh. less strict level structure like Half Genie Hero and more like the older Shantae's. Interesting. Okay. That's cool. I like that. During the during the demo, you collected... Uh, enemies dropped random cards, which were like profile pictures of them. And if you collected so many of them, you unlocked a special ability by equipping them. Like, oh, hey, this one increases your uh, item ex like item draw range. This one guarantees like a health drop after so many hits, etc. So mm -hmm. it looks like that's a, that's a mechanic to worry about. We only got one power-up in the game... And it was uh, it was a new transformation, but it was a okay. transformation that didn't require doing the dance. It was just you press a button and it's active, which oh, was kind of a okay. nice change. Uh, so there was like hmm. no menu digging. It was straight up like here, press this button and now you can climb up walls as like a gecko. And I think dash gecko, I think was the name of it. Like you climbed up a wall and then you press the button and you dashed across. So it was a midair dash you could use. So they streamlined, like, a bunch. There's still the dance button. Like, straight up, I pressed X, and she started dancing, but no menu popped up. Because, oh. obviously, demo. But, uh, so yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. There's, just gonna be, there's gonna be both. But, okay. yeah, some of it's gonna be streamlined. And, honestly, it made exploration pretty good in the demo. Yeah. Combat is literally the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you whip your hair. 
Uh, you do platforming. You have magic spells you can use for extra projectiles and stuff. If you like Shantae, you will like this. You will like Shantae 5. It looks good. So. It looked pretty good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and, uh, and then I also played the Vitamin one? Connection, I think is what it was called. Vitamin Connection. Okay, I don't know what yeah. this is at all. So this is a, like this is still early in development, but this is a cooperative or single player, if you want it to be, uh, game for the Switch where two players control a vitamin ship. You're two different uh, vitamin characters. Okay. And it, it's crazy because it's uh, it's motion controlled, sort of. One oh, no. player okay. control... Hang on. One player controls physical movement of the ship as in they move it around with the stick. Okay. And uh, they, they aim a laser. They charge up a laser to fire. The other player uses the control stick to aim the laser to fire and they rotate the Joy-Con to control uh-huh. the tilting of the ship. Okay. So, uh, like, oh imagine, my. like, it. the idea is you're a vitamin going through a body, getting rid of, like, all these diseases. So, like, you okay. imagine you're, like, going through, and then you ha- suddenly the platform wants you to go up, so you have to, like, tilt the Joy-Con so the ship tilts like this so you can pilot up through it while uh-huh. also firing lasers to the vitamin <laughs> lasers to, like, de- destroy all the viruses. Hmm. It was fun. It was... As the person who ended up with the tilting portion, it kind of sucked. <laughs> it was way harder than what my friend had to do, but uh, it was surprisingly fun and very creative for what it was. Okay. The only issue huh. I had with it, and you could tell they had had that issue during development, eventually the tilting lost sinking. So I had to actually, oh. like, they're straight up all the face buttons holding them locks your ship into place so you can move your arm to a more comfortable position to re relock everything into place. Uh-huh. So uh, at least they had that feature in because that made it so much better than what it was. But there were literal points where I had to like flip the, the Joy-Con upside down to do things. <laughs> but the problem was okay. it was tethered to the the station. So it was really right. hard to like do like a full 360 rotation while also being tethered to, to a, a demo kiosk. Sure. That's like a super specific problem, at least for like a convention setting. Yeah, but yeah, wow. But that'll be like that'll be like a really fun like two player thing, like snipper yeah. clips. It has like like snipper clips as charm. Sure, yeah, that does sound kind of fun, almost like a two player party game or something. Kinda, yeah. So the way it worked is like you went through the body, and you had to pilot it and be like, "All right, we need to go to the lungs," and then you do a mini game themed around the lungs. You need a, you do a mini game themed around the heart and the brain. And then that was what you, uh, that was how you like fought the viruses and cleared up the body. It took about 20 minutes to go through the the first stage. Oh, man. And it's still in development. Mm. Like, it's probably not going to come out for another year at least, but it was fun. And like, yeah, it I'm was, trying to it find really, anything on it. It's, it's fairly newly announced. It was, it was really yeah. cute. And, uh, they did a bunch of funny things with it too. Like, the music is very, like, I don't want like very like bubblegum J-pop. So it was like very Space Channel 5, Katamari. Nice. Like very like l- jazzy, lively like that. So it was kind of neat. The dialogue was pretty good. Uh, yeah, no, I would recommend it. Look into it more when it comes out. For sure. This looks or this sounds cool. I wish I could see like gameplay of it, but a little hard to find currently. Yeah. Uh, that should have been everything I played up on the top floor. No, that's a lie. Because there was a an eight player arena like multiplayer game that I played 
which was called something like something boomerangs. It was like boomerang KO or boomerang combat. The idea was that you were a bunch of different food items and you had boomerangs. So you had to go defeat the other food items in like these top down arenas. You could either boomerang melee foo? with the boomerang. What? Boomerang foo? Yes, that's the one. Boomerang foo. Okay. The idea was that you could uh, either melee if you had the boomerang in your hand to cut uh, cut your uh, enemies apart, or you could just throw the frisbee or frisbee, throw the boomerang around. And there were different mm -hmm. power ups you could get, which would like split your boomerangs into multiple boomerangs, or like you could throw it through teleporters. You could uh, just kick people when you didn't have your boomerang, which wouldn't kill them instantly, but would stun them enough that you could get your boomerang back. Mm -hmm. If your boomerang didn't come back to you, if it got stuck, you could hold down a button and it would just like auto retract to you. It was it was really cool. Uh, I like these was, types of games. They're like four player arena battlers, like yeah. party games. I like these. We, the version we played was eight player, I believe, six to eight. Ooh. So uh, that was very hectic, but it was really fun. Yeah, that's cool. This looks actually really cute. Uh, it was super cute and fun. There were a lot of good games up there. There was a bunch I, I saw walking by. I'm like, oh, that looks neat and just never got to touch. <laughs> yeah. this I'm going to actually put this on my wish list. It's on. It's going to come out on Steam by the looks of it. Re planned release date soonish. So ah. whatever that means. I'm sure that means next year <laughs> at mm -hmm. least. Uh, yeah, that would be all the things I played upstairs. Uh, on the main show floor, that's where everyone was waiting for stuff, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But I, I need to know, how was the f line for Final Fantasy? Uh, I wouldn't know because I skipped it. I got in there. <laughs> I actually got to play it. Nice. Okay. Let's, let's talk about that. I'm all curious. Right. So uh, one of my friends has a contact at Square, and he was like, "Yo, you, well, have you? Why haven't you played Seven? And he's like, "Because I don't want to wait mm. in line." He's like, "All right, well then, don't wait in line. Here, you're a streamer. You should have this contact." So uh -huh. uh, they got me in on a slot, and I played Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it's nice. good. <laughs> I, Are you asking I was, me? <laughs> I was surprised, honestly. Yeah, I liked it more than I thought I was going to. So okay, wait. First of all. You weren't on, like, the train, the hype train then, really. I mean, I was on, like, hey, this looks good. Yeah. But I hope uh -huh. it actually plays good, because I'm looking at this, okay. and it just looks like Kingdom Hearts combat. And right. it's more fleshed out than that, which I'm, like, thank God. Okay. Uh-huh. So, um, the demo we had was the beginning mission where you, uh, you go into the reactor and set a bomb, and then you have to fight the scorpion tank. Sure. Uh-huh. So it was just like an abbreviated version of that. Okay. Uh, you had access to Cloud and Barrett, and mm -hmm. uh, the way it worked was that you ran around as Cloud and you could do the like the the square button did like melee attacks. Hitting enemies okay. or just in and being in combat period would get raise your ATB gauge, but if you hit enemies it raised it faster. And raising your ATB gauge, you get two separate sections. And each section would let you do a certain move. Like, okay, if you had a level one ATB meter ready, you could do like Braver. If you had uh -huh. a level two ATB meter ready, you could do like a triple slash move with hit, which hit everyone. 
Um, you could also you had to use ATB to also use items and use magic. So uh, you could melee all you want, but if you're in combat, the only way to heal or to use magic was to build up that meter. So it's a nice marriage okay. of physical combat, like the Kingdom Hearts attack style, and yeah. Final Fantasy turn-based style, which was kind of neat. You can block, but like command, in a way that works, it sounds roll. like. What? But like in a way that actually sounds like it works because I hated yeah. how they tried to do that in thirteen. And it felt gross. This sounds this, like kind of nice. This is a better merging of that than 13. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things they did, which I, I knew they had said, but I had forgotten about. Uh, you can just switch to any character whenever you want. As long as they're like in your party at the time. So right. uh, in combat, I just you can switch to Barrett, and Barrett plays differently from you. He can't run. Uh, because obviously he's a big bruiser dude, but he can shoot from a yeah. distance. His uh, his ATB moves were different. His spells that he equipped were different. Uh, he had moves that took up the entire bar, but they shot literally everyone, just like a bunch of stuff like that. It was surprisingly good, and it, you could tell the game was they wanted you to switch between characters at times, but even mm -hmm. if you weren't, the AI control of the other characters seemed kind of smart. Like they were doing moves oh, to help. God. They were they weren't maybe doing like okay, this enemy needs you to use thunder right now so to weaken it. It wasn't doing that, but it was also it was still attacking enemies and like doing using items and stuff like that if you needed them to. How on the fly is the switching between characters? Instantaneous. Like pretty instantaneous. It's so, literally just press down on the D pad and you are in control of the other character. So knowing that it wouldn't be like out of the realm of possibility to maybe assume there might be a boss where like you need to do a thing with a character instantaneously switch and do something else like between them to like take it down oh, or something. They'll definitely have to do that. And there was a mechanic yeah. too that I that uh also kind of went into something like that. Your certain characters can and bosses can grab opponents or grab you rather. Oh. So like as Cloud, you can be meleeing the Scorpion tank and then it'll grab you in its arm and then you lose control of Cloud, like he can't do anything. Yeah. If you don't do anything for like 10 seconds, you take heavy damage. So it gives you a chance to switch to one of your other party members to do enough damage to free them or like use their weakness or something like that to try to free them. Right. That sounds so cool. So the yeah, possibilities. Honestly, like, yeah, I was legitimately impressed with this. I was like, oh, I was way more invested than I expected to be. And I am actually now hyped for Final Fantasy VII Remake. It sounds like it opens up doors to, like, making it kind of like a strategy combat game, too, in a lot of ways, and how you, like, build, not like a run, necessarily, but, like, how you build your character. This sounds real cool, <laughs> yeah. honestly. It sounds no, good. like, I liked it better than Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Lineback in the yeah. chat says the combat system for 7 Remake is being designed by the same person that did the combat for Kingdom Hearts 2. Well, I, I like Hearts 2's combat way better than Hearts 1, but 3 mm -hmm. didn't grab me for some reason combat-wise. So I'm wondering hmm. if they were involved in that. But like, it feels like an even more fleshed-out Heart, Kingdom Hearts like combat style. Nice. So honestly, it's, it is a good merging of, uh, of Final Fantasy and, and Kingdom Hearts styles in a pretty good way, honestly. This sounds like it might actually be a pre-order. I don't usually pre-order games, but everything uh, I've heard has been good. Yeah. So it's all going to be based in Midgar. Uh, if yeah. you do, if you know your Final Fantasy VII lore, I think it's straight up up to the point where you leave Midgar, which means there's no gold saucer or anything like that. But it is fleshed right. out enough. It is two Blu-ray discs worth of game. 
So they're adding a right. lot of content and fleshing out a lot of storyline stuff. Um, they did a lot of fleshing out of the story in general. There's an English and Japanese uh, voice track. English right. Cloud seemed all right. English Barrett, I'm 50-50 on. Okay. <laughs> there were some things I didn't like his voice for some lines and some other lines were where he was spot on for what I would have felt Barrett would be like. And then uh-huh. I think I wonder if they realize that so many people called him Mr. T when they played the game because he even did like a I pity the fool style line at some point. Oh god. Yeah. Or like I'm just sure. that kind of delivery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, no. I uh it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it way more than I expected, so contrary to how people have acted knowing that there's going to be multiple parts i like that this is all just going to be in midgar to begin with because yeah. midgar is big enough that like i really wanted to see that fleshed out but uh midgar is a is so. a significant chunk of disc 1 from what i remember it's huge yeah but like it, <laughs> so. it's like at least like a third if not half right i think so yeah it's it it's been a long I time mean, since i played through 7 Honestly, it's like at least half of that whole game. <laughs> like the other parts are neat, but they all make up like the rest of the game, right? You're spending a lot of time in Midgar, so I don't know. I really wanted to see that city really fleshed out and like kind of built properly. So I'm okay with it being split up and like they're focusing strictly on that and then focusing on the other thing. I think people are just wanting the whole game and getting ahead of themselves. And I can understand that too. Yeah. I'm but, just um, curious. The yeah. real thing is how long is it going to take for the rest of the parts? That's the thing that's going to be. Yeah. Right for this. Yeah, that's true. Like 2025. We're seeing like more info. Maybe that's maybe God, too long. Yeah, that's way too long. That is extremely. Yeah. Too long. So we'll definitely have to see how that goes. It is refreshing to hear people. Cause I was cautiously optimistic. I remember seeing the combat and just being like, this looks fucking great. How are they going to screw it up? And to hear that they <laughs> didn't from a lot of people, including you, I'm yeah. like, I'm pretty hyped now. So, yeah, if from the the chunk that I got to play, if the rest of the game is just more fleshed out stuff of that, it's worth a buy. Nice. And if you and if you like Final Fantasy VII, really, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's yeah. also a very important kicker there. Sure. <laughs> Uh, right. Anything other else? than that, uh, that was the big thing I played. Otherwise, I played um, Burger Time Party, which is a multiplayer Burger Time game. Okay. So, so yeah, so like it's a it's like a, a weird arcadey party game of Burger Time. You could do up to four player co op, and there was also a versus mode where some of you were were the Peter Peppers, the chefs, and some of you were the food items. So you, as the food items, you had to try to kill all the chefs. And they had to try to kill you and, like, make all the burgers. So, like, it's a weird, weird game. It seemed all right. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. This is kind of, this is kind of neat. If you like burger time, it's good. (laughs) Oh, that's Uh, funny. I also got to play uh, Ukulele and the Impossible Layer, I think is what it's called. Okay. Did you play that first one? No, I did not. I have it, but I never played it. Okay. Uh, this is if yeah if ukulele is banjo kazooie, this is Donkey Kong Country. Oh, like, this is that str- you saying that makes me more interested now. It is two D. <laughs> okay. 
It is a 2D platformer uh-huh. with ukulele. Um, legitimately, like you have like the if you roll off a platform, you can then jump a second or two later to get more distance. Like it has all the mechanics, but then it also oh. has the ukulele additions. Like okay, uh, Yuka can put things in his mouth to spit out later. Uh, Laylee, mm-hmm. I think is I think that's the order. Yuka's the the gecko or the chameleon, and Laylee's the bat. Uh, with both of them together, you can get like an extra height on your jump and you can attack in midair um you can do like a rolling attack that gets you through multiple enemies it's like it is very much like if the rare team was making another donkey kong country man that sounds cool uh i don't know if it's gonna have that same charm that donkey kong country does because it's their original ip right um you can you can tell they're having there's some like it's platonic, which was former rare guys. And you can tell that some of that rare sassiness is still there because like <laughs> their, their penchant for sneaking in dirty jokes in spots is still there. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, no, it, it is. This is very much trying to be like their reimagining of Donkey Kong country. And uh, it seemed all right. I am definitely interested. I'm more interested in that than I was in ukulele. Sure. Yeah, no, this definitely looks pretty good. And also it's like, kind of like cheap donkey kong country which is like not a means to like try to bring it down or anything i just mean that it's like half the price of one of those games it's like a 30 dollar yeah. game yeah. so it comes out in a month that's oh, real that soon? soon holy crap <laughs> yeah october 8th damn well keep an eye on that then this actually looks pretty neat uh, yeah i was not at all into the first ukulele because I hate that type of game style. I don't like the banjo yeah. games at all. The, these games I do like, so this might be my jumping on point. Well, there you go. It looks nice. like it's a direct sequel in a way to the to ukulele, or like it might be a spinoffish thing. So, yeah. So recurring characters between them. So. Hmm. Uh, cool. That was basically all I played at the con. I okay. walked around a bunch. Uh, Microsoft did not have a booth from what i remember there was a mixer booth oh. yeah i was gonna was, ask was ninja yeah. there uh did no you get but my, his picture did was you get the autograph i want oh, <laughs> no sorry <laughs> next time <laughs> uh sony had a booth nintendo had a big old booth nintendo's booth had lines were too big i didn't even bother going near it uh, as it as usual so it as goes usual. yeah <laughs> stadia had a booth oh weird <laughs> okay yeah was there anybody and at that one? There were people there. The funny thing was I heard people walking away from saying like, oh, yeah, that, that, that was cool. I was impressed. And in my mind, I'm like, why are you impressed? They have probably have <laughs> high-speed internet in the location. That's not Dude. like you just play yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I was so they didn't confused make about. It. <laughs> yeah. Like – it's cool. Yeah, like you can say it works, but they're like giving you the best possible case for it working probably. Like Stadia, yeah. I feel like you can't demo Stadia because you have to demo it at home to get that experience totally. to know how it will actually be. Like going to like the Kmart and playing on one of those console stands in the middle of the aisles and just being like, "Yeah, I'm I'm impressed. Kmart's doing good." Yeah. <laughs> good work here. So ridiculous. It it was it was so weird. Like I walked by and like, oh yeah, they got Mortal Kombat 11, they got the Assassin's Creed 4, like they got all the demo games that you'd expect. And yeah. like they had a surprisingly big and flashy booth, but I'm just like, 
why are people lining up for this? It's not going to be any different than just playing a game. Yeah. You know what would be impressive is that if to demo it, you got to tell them where to meet you, and then they like bring your laptop, and you could just choose anywhere in the world or whatever, and just be yeah. Like, now that would be Starbucks. cool, but that would also be very concerning because I'm sure they would get yeah. like many robbery attempts on them. <laughs> it's like the Craigslist ads or whatever. There's just somebody <laughs> waiting in the back seat. <laughs> We missed the turnoff. What I thought we were going. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Poor Stadia rep. <laughs> oh no! But yeah, um, that was pretty much it. That's all I really played. There was a bunch of stuff there that looked good that had lineups I didn't want to bother with, or, sure. or just like. But this is probably one of the packs where I played more than I have in a while. This is a. I've been writing them down. This is a big list because I want to check them out. So, <laughs> yeah, no. Out of all of these, Luminous Avenger X sounds like it might be the most up my jam. That's yeah. not out yet because River City Girls, I'm super stoked for. Yeah, I'm going to probably download that after the show. But mm -hmm. uh, Gears of War 5 came out, so I'm going to be playing that as soon as I can. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sure we're going to all three be talking about it next week. So yeah. that'll be exciting. Although sure. I gotta get I gotta get uh some stuff ready for tomorrow's stream, so Yeah. Because you won't uh have that I, much time then. Yeah. Well we'll I'll talk about that in a bit later when we get the news. But yeah, that's basically oh, all I've okay. been playing. Oh, okay. Um for me it was the week of wrap up. I finished control. Um Oh, how was it? That game felt like when they pitched it and what they really loved in it were all this are all the side mission things. Um, I don't want to talk too much about why because story stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but like those are the most interesting dynamic things in that game because the main story stuff almost feels like an afterthought weirdly. Where the story is whatever. it's The story is whatever. It's like an origin story for this character that you're playing, basically. Um, and also, that's getting close to t spoiler territory as it is, just saying that. But it, like, unveils her story. Um, and a lot of the main mission stuff is just, like, cool-looking set pieces in the environment while you're just fighting dudes in like with guns and different like abilities and small like military dudes where the side stuff is like you're not fighting monsters essentially you're doing like the weird paranormal stuff and that feels like that was really what they wanted to do the meat of the game so that stuff is dope and the main game at some point just feels like i just want to get to the other stuff so it's weird it's kind of like i still recommend it to people because it's just a good like shooter type game in general it just feels weird um yeah it's hard to talk about without like spoiling stuff so i'm not going to go any further but finish that i still recommend it highly and i am going to go back and probably 100 percent that and finish off the rest at some point um darksiders 3 i finished off i've been in this mode i have a spreadsheet of a bunch of games that i wanted to finish completely and uh, Darksiders 3 was on that list. I finished that off. 
going back to the fight that originally made me stop playing nine months ago with fresh eyes was kind of made that kind of easy like i beat it after like three attempts after that or when i started and then from there it was just kind of like powering through the rest of the game because i was so over leveled by having to do a lot of the same parts over and over um yeah that game's fine but that one fight made me stop playing for like almost a year so take that as you will i suppose uh I finished off Prey from 2017, from two years ago. <laughs> so Prey is completely wrapped up. And that's one of the games that takes into account what you did in the game to give you an ending. And I got the bad ending because I don't care about video game characters. I want to get their loot so I kill them and then take their stuff. <laughs> so I got a different ending than let's just say maybe some people wanted me to get and they were mad at me but it was fine <laughs> we finished prey it's done um and that game is still cool that's still a cool game um other than that i've just been trying to catch up on our tdp plus game which we're not going to get to tonight just as a heads up to everybody else uh yeah to talk about mainly because we're already an hour in there's so many things to get through <laughs> so like it's going to be late as it is um and that i guess the other thing is picross the lord of the nazarick i picked up again because i ah, finished okay. off picto quest last week so i was getting the picross itch again and uh i again that's lord of the nazarick is one of those picross games where it's like i'm sure for people that watch that anime or read the manga or whatever the fuck that thing is are like Oh, cool. I remember that part because I, every puzzle is called a memory in that game. So, like, I'm sure it was like, oh, neat. There's that thing that happened. And I'm just over here like, that's a dude. <laughs> that's a sword. Like, I don't know any of this shit. So I have no attachment at all to that game. But it's Peak Ross, so I'll finish it. Um, That's pretty much it for me. There was nothing too interesting to talk about this week for me. Let's move on to news. All right. So we have a bunch of uh, pretty easy things to get through with news. It's going to be kind of uh, quick shots here. Castle Crashers Remastered is coming to Switch September 17th. PS4 somewhat right. after that. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I like they that announced game. They announced the port a while ago, but yeah, no, it... Uh... It finally has a date, and it's pretty soon. Yep. Um, I'll just jump ahead one here. For Hearthstone lovers, new single-player uh, expansion starts on September 17th as well, Saviors of Aldom. The first wing of that will be uh, released on the September 17th, so you'll be able to download that for free and play that. If you still play Hearthstone, you probably are already aware, and you are probably aware that... That stuff is really the stuff that's worth, like, playing that game for, the single-player content. So, that's neat. Uh, Sony has confirmed they're not going to have a conference at TGS this year, either. They're going to have a booth, but they're not going to have, like, th anything to say. They're waiting for they're waiting for PS5. Yep. Yep, they are holding their cards. They've kind of laid all their cards on the table during their event, 
uh, their last big event, their event, the experience or whatever the fuck it's called, the expo, and now they're just waiting, biding their time for their to do the same. I think they kind of like that style more anyways, where they just drop a bomb and then that's it. Whereas, like, Nintendo likes to do these small directs, which we'll talk about in a moment here because they did one yep. um, throughout the year. No, uh, Sony had a booth at uh, at PAX, and it was mainly uh, demos that they had of, like, their VR stuff. So, like, Iron Man VR was there. Uh, that Groundhog Day game was there, stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a couple demos from companies that were doing third party, like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, Spelunky 2, um, just FIFA 20, et cetera, et cetera. And they had uh, like third party stuff was there, like or, or I guess first party stuff was there, like Dreams. And then they also had a Death Stranding cube because <laughs> it was like a giant <laughs> box that you had to line up for and then you went into a theater. And I don't know if you played the game in there or if you just watched a demo in there, but... There was Maybe a they giant death the game into cube. your brain. You know Weird. what? At this point, I wouldn't put it past Kojima. <laughs> yeah, I I want to oh know what God. this game what is artist. actually going to be. Like I've I've yep. seen all the trailers, and I still don't think I know what this game is. And that kind of makes you me can, excited for it. You can pee in that game. I I I so. kind of just want another Kojima mind trip, and I think that's exactly what Death Stranding is. And what, an what an artist! What an artist! What an artist! Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm excited as well. And it comes uh, out on my birthday. We, it does, I know. <laughs> when I saw that <laughs> release date, I was like, wow. All right. <laughs> I don't even know what I got for my birthday this year. Probably something stupid, as usual. Dude, I was going to get the Sonic <laughs> movie on my birthday, so this is a much better compromise. Yeah. yeah. I remember talking about that on here, too. Um, This one's weird. So... Ikumi Nakamura, uh, the fun girl at E3 that showcased Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, the new game from Tango and Zenimax that, uh, what's his face, is working on. Shinji Mikami. Uh, Mikami's working on, and she was uh, an art director or something on as well. Uh, the one that memed the, in- the internet memed and fell in love with, she's leaving that company and that game (laughs) and i don't know if she's leaving by choice because let me read the tweet she put out after nine years as creative director and art director at tango and zenimax i felt i felt here is one of the ends of my journeys i learned from the talented people i've worked with and i respect contact me if anyone wants to work with me does that sound like somebody that left for something better like, hey, if Not you want to work with really. me, here's my LinkedIn. <laughs> so I'm a little heartbroken about this, hoping that she's fine. But, like, I don't understand what's going on here <laughs> with that. So I hope it's nothing serious, but there's no other information about that. It says here it's unclear where that leaves Team Tango working on Ghostwire Tokyo, so... We don't even know if, like, everything's going okay with that game, what the hell's going on at all. But she is leaving that company and that game behind, so we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, The Legend of Bumbo finally got a release date. That is, for anybody who doesn't know, that is the next game coming 
in the Binding of Isaac universe uh, from uh, Edmund McMillan. It's going to be a paper craft looking like Connect Four type game. Like, uh, what is those called? Like a Honey Pop or something or Candy Crush. Like uh, moving items around on a grid to like connect what? four. I thought, I thought Bumbo was a deck building game. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's going to be one of those games, like a Candy Crush, essentially. Maybe a little bit of both in there. For another combat turn base, using match four. match four puzzle format alongside a series of powerful spells, which Bumble can use to attack, defend, and gain mana. Oh. Maybe a little oh, mix of both, even. Okay. So this demo, this was on demo at PAX. This was at the Nicholas booth. Mm-hmm. But I, I just didn't stand in line for it because I was like, oh, hey, sure. cool. That looks that looks like the bum from Isaac. And sure enough, it was. It is, yep. Well, you won't have to wait in line because that comes out November 12th. Release date oh, wow. was re- given out. And it's this year, which is surprising because not much in other information has been given about it uh, up until now. So that's neat. I, I'm going to probably look into that because I generally like what they put out and that universe of stuff if nothing else and it'll probably be cheap like an indie title sort of thing so um magic the gathering arena gets its full release gets out of beta on september 26th to coincide with the new uh expansion of the game and with that means also that if you've been playing the beta and got cards through it and whatnot, those cards are probably going to not work. Well, they're not going to be in standard anymore because they are rotating out Ixalan, Rivals of Ixalan, uh, Dominaria, and Corset 2019. Um, And, like, they're still going to be in the game, but they're going to go the Hearthstone route of, like, there's only certain modes where you can play the older cards because the new standard set is going to come out at that same time and they're going to do the rotation and that new set is called throne of eldraine or something like this so yeah if you're into that thing that is coming out september 26 let's talk about the nintendo direct did you watch it yes all right there's a swath of things to talk about here so the leaks for Overwatch were confirmed just with a cold opening. Overwatch is coming to Switch because, of course, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. If you wanted to play Overwatch on your Switch, you will be able to kind of soon. I don't know if they, I don't remember if they set a date or anything, but they did show that there's going to be some weird it's October motion something. control. It's like next month. Next month? Okay. There's going to be some like motion control or something abilities with it i don't know when i saw this 15th october 15th october 15th okay when i uh saw this i was like this is not the way i want to play overwatch but Hmm. good for them (laughs) so um also things that are not up my alley but good for them because it looks like a good game luigi's mansion 3 just more about that Mm -hmm. uh i don't like those games myself but if i did this looks great so yeah that comes out on halloween <clears throat> on halloween yeah do you like those games i think you do right or you yeah you no i liked i like the Weezy mansion too uh okay. one's all right i like i haven't beaten the second one but i beat the first one 
And yeah. this looks like more of a return to form to the first one, which is better in mm-hmm. that aspect. Two was more yeah. bite-sized because it was handheld. This one's trying to look like a combination of both, which might be the best way to go. But yeah, I am sure. invested in this, and I will play this when it comes out. It like just from the little bits and stuff they showed, the art design, everything looks on point for this one. So I kind of wish I just liked how those games were. That's um, fair. Yeah, this <laughs> this one was interesting to me. Super Kirby Clash, aka Kirby Monster Hunter, is so, out. <laughs> yeah, so this is a uh, another fleshed out version of a mode that was introduced in kirby triple deluxe i think it was okay uh it was that or it was planet robobot but this is this is a uh a mo- bonus mode that they turned into a more fleshed out version you could buy in the eShop for the 3ds and then this is another fleshed out version of that right okay this is also free to start so i'm guessing the reason for that is so you can get in and play with your friends all four of you get addicted and then you all buy it is the idea probably there uh, yeah, it's got online, so that might also be part of the free-to-start thing, so you can play online against people, and you can level sure. up these different classes, and there's a bunch of, like, crafting in it, and apparently if you have the amiibos, you can get the materials you need, so I think then you don't have to pay. I don't I don't know exactly. Oh. I, I downloaded it, but I did not actually play it. We should try it out at some point, because I also sure. downloaded it, <laughs> and yeah, I'd no, be interested dude, I'm down. to see how that is. Um, Trials of Mana HD Remake looks good is coming it does look good yeah it this looks, is also it looks better than the uh, secret of mana remake did honestly yeah and this is the first time we'll be able to play it over here right this was this one yeah uh like, no was well, re- so uh, it was the secret before. mana collection that came out, came out this year that got announced at e3 right right so this is just the remake i think this is coming next year as well yes if i remember correctly this is Okay, uh, Return of the Oberdin is coming to your Switch. A game I personally really liked, but also when I saw this announcement said, I'm not replaying that because Mm. I've done it. (laughs) So, but I highly recommend if people thought that was interesting, this is a way to play it, I guess. And uh, good for them for just... Honestly, the thing that you should walk away with with Nintendo is good for them for making up for how much they fucked up on the Wii U with third-party support and just getting all of the third-party support, even if maybe the game looks like fucking trash, (laughs) let's say, on the Switch. At least it's there if you want it, I suppose. Witcher. Little Town Hero information came out. The new game from... That was Game Freaks, right? Yes. Yeah, the new Game Freaks IP that uh, was just called Town before as its working title is officially called Little Town Hero. And it looks like a jumbled, messy Pokemon to me. I don't know. I didn't fall in love with how that looked myself. Would do you have any thoughts on that one? I need to see more on it. Uh, it seemed like it could yeah. have some fun. It seems more like a slice of life game than anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, it seems like it's probably not going to be for me, that game. But I guess the big thing that people are excited about is that Toby Fox did the music on it, which is good because Toby Fox does good music. So that at least that's something to look forward to. 
Uh, this one surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> Super <laughs> Smash Bros. has Terry Bogard. Hell yes, yeah, my boy Terry. Coming. Hell yeah. So, wh when they, like, did this announcement and they showed, like, SNK, I was like, oh, God, they're opening a box of worms now. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. And then they kind of go through all these, like, big characters and... I was like, where's it stopping? Like, who's going to be it? And then they show, like, just kind of, like, a second of, like, Terry. It's like, oh, of course, the ma the mascot. Yeah. Terry <laughs> makes the most sense. Why would you totally. think it would be anyone else from SNK other I, than Terry? I thought they were going a weird direction, but, like, no, this is great. This is I, I will give it that the intro they did the trailer for that with the letter like being based off of the intro to like KOF 94 and then just everyone trying to grab it and failing was really funny. I especially mm -hmm. love that they did the bit with geese where he just fell off the tower trying to grab it like that was that was yeah. really powerful. I really like that intro too, or whatever you want to call it the announcement. That's so good. It was so good. Yeah, um, that got me super hyped up actually and then so, yeah. they were just like sorry go on they i was i was super pumped for terry terry's one of my favorite fighting game characters uh there was a leak a couple days earlier nintendo europe accidentally put up uh legal information for the dlc uh the fourth dlc character that mentioned snk they accidentally oh. put uh, uh, SNK's like copyright info on it, so they they said it was a mistake and said it was referring to like some other DLC for an SNK game that they were trying to put it up for. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, that basically put the idea in most people's heads that it was going to be Terry, and uh, mm -hmm. sure enough, a couple days later, it was Terry. So yeah, no, it's real cool. I just want to bring up what Professor Mitchell said because that's kind of how I felt too. I thought. Terry being a little too close to Ryu and Ken was probably why they would go a little weirder. But it totally makes... Like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, of course they would go with Terry. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't yeah. they? So, Like, that, was that I will admit, is my biggest concern. That Terry is going to feel a little too much like Ryu and Ken. But yeah. Terry's movesets are also much more energetic than Ken sure. and Ryu's are. For better, lack of a better term. Like, they're faster... Like, I assume they're going to give him Power Dunk. They've already shown they've given him uh, Burn Knuckle, which is pretty fast to begin with, and Ground mm -hmm. Wave. So he's going to play differently. Uh, sure. Oh, yeah. The sure. real question is, like, what's he going to have for recovery? Is it going to be Rising Tackle? Is it going to be uh, all these other things? Like, will he feel different, or will he be like Ken and Ryu and, like, be traditional 2D fighter style? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. And uh, the the real battle going on online right now is like, A, what's his final smash going to be? Is it going to be Buster Wolf? Is it going to be uh, Triple Geyser? Or is it going to be Power Geyser, etc.? Or is it going to be like an mm -hmm. SNK tag thing? And will he have alt costumes of his like bomber jacket, wild wolf look? Or will he have female Terry as his alt? Because everyone's been going on about that joking yeah. lately too, including my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've been of the camp of like, that would be hilarious, but it's, we're getting wild wolf at best. Yeah, probably. Female Terry though. Damn. Anyway, um, I guess along with that, they also announced that, Hey, more characters are coming because Sakurai is chained up and we're going to utilize him <laughs> until he dies. He's not allowed <laughs> to be free. Yeah. So they, there's no information about the fifth character or the fifth new character yet. But they have announced that more are being developed, so we will be getting many, many more, I'm sure, in the future. 
Yeah. Which Did you, makes sense. Uh, so they also announced that Home Run Contest has been added to the game as well. Uh but right. did you see this was going around today? Someone made a random post on the internet three weeks before. Oh no, I guess uh, I think I'm jumping the gun because there's another thing from Smash. We should we let's talk about the other Smash thing now because uh, okay. While everyone was excited about Terry, or I guess I was excited about Terry, a lot of people were like, "Who is that?" Uh, there was mm-hmm. another announcement that the internet was a bit more excited for. Uh, okay. They announced new DLC costumes for Miis, including Goemon, yeah. uh, Team Rocket grunts, and Sans from Undertale. Yeah, yeah. That blew Sans up my from, Twitter feed. Yep, Sans <laughs> so. from Undertale is a Me Gunner costume, and if you download him, you also get a remix of Met- uh, Megalovania, which is also playable in Smash, like the song. Yep. Makes sense. Especially since all that music is in that game. You could just use that game and your Switch as a portable, like, music player currently. And it would be yeah. great, so. Yeah. So, yeah. That uh, was weird. Undertale, Undertale's got some rep. Sans is in there even as a me costume. But uh, there was a post apparently someone made, like, two weeks before uh, before the actual announcement. And okay. it was like a joke response to like what the Smash reveal was going to be, and they literally called Terry, they called Sans, and they called Home Run Derby, all being dropped in the direct, in the next direct, oh. and then they also said that Gino was character five. Now I I oh. trust Smash leaks like not at all at this point, right. but the fact that yeah. they got three of those four right two plus weeks before the actual announcement is a bit suspect it's either someone's either someone's really good at guessing or that might have been an actual leak yeah that i think that might be a leak man so so if gino does end up being character five that Uh would be the case but uh yeah we'll see i'm gonna call it right now it will be well, here's the funny thing. Here's the absolutely <laughs> fucking funny thing about this all. If Gino gets in, he's been in two games. <laughs> Terry Bogart's been in 50. <laughs> Who? Oh, really? It. Oh, my God. I hate everything. Man, I hope that happens. <laughs> oh, that would be kind of ne- uh, neat, though. And then make you wonder, why didn't it happen sooner? <laughs> weird. Gina would break the fire pass's weird thing of being entirely third party? Uh, no, because Square Enix owns Gino. Yeah, that's not a Nintendo That's thing. why he hasn't been in anything else. Yeah. Literally, the, the only other game he ended up in was, uh, not, not counting previous Smash DLC, uh, was Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, and they had to put credits to Square in for his appearance, and it was just in a background appearance. He is third party, as much as Nintendo fans like to think he is not. Yeah. It's easy to see that confusion, though. Being from a Mario adjacent game. <laughs> okay. Um... 
they showed a little bit more about Link's Awakening, specifically the Amiibo that's coming out with the game. And I'm still riding that fence on if I love that art style or not, but that I like that game. So at the end, that should be all that matters, right? Hopefully. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I go back and forth on it all the time. I'm either like, yeah, you know what? That looks neat. Or, ugh, God, it looks bad. So I have no idea where I sit on that. We'll see. Uh, they showed off Dragon Quest, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. Nothing crazy there, I guess. Nothing too new. They just wanted to remind you that it exists, I guess. I guess the funny thing about that is that the way they referred to it was, you know, the hero from Smash. It's like, oh yeah, that's where I know that guy from says every Dragon Quest fan ever. <laughs> Just like poking the flames a little bit, but um the big thing for me this time around though. Podcast. When as Sorry? Oh, okay. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um <laughs> Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE coming to Switch means that my Wii U literally has no reason to live anymore. I think there's so. like one exclusive left at this point, and I think it's Star Fox Zero. Mm. One Nintendo exclusive. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to get back into that game, but I don't know. Like, do I keep my Wii U version or do I like sell it on the black market? <laughs> now <laughs> what do i do with what do i do with that thing that's sitting back there somewhere and i want to play through that game but i don't want to hook my wii u back up especially now that i know it's coming out on switch so oh I yeah i forgot we'll about wonderful see. 101 and mario 3d world oh wonderful 101 yeah my pick yeah. three can stay on the wii u <laughs> it can die with it <laughs> <laughs> throw it in the fire uh, no, yeah. So yeah, I guess there's there's still a couple left, but like the list is getting pretty small at this point. Totally. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot about um, Color Splash too. God. So this is a thing that like blew up on T the TDP Discord for obvious reasons. Deadly Premonition Two is a thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. I so okay. Hear me out, right? Mm-hmm. Do they know what made the first one good, or did they try to make a good game, therefore negating what made the first one good? I don't know, because Swery's involved in this one still, so he's director still on this. And yeah. uh, it still has, it has, like, that weird charm to it, because, like, there's scenes in the Japanese trailer of him, like, skateboarding and doing tricks. <laughs> so I think, okay. I think they still kind of get part of the reason people were into Deadly Premonition 1. Yeah. Okay. And it it sounds like the same VA for York. Yeah. Honestly, I was a little surprised to see York back. Like I know they had to because there'd be literal riots if they didn't bring Francis York Morgan <laughs> back. But um I'll say I didn't see this one coming. No. <laughs> this was I, a, this I think was a lot a of us didn't. 
there's another one I didn't see coming, which we'll get to in this uh, announcement, in this uh, direct. And uh, Deadly Premonition Origins is also out now, also. So yeah, you can play that on, on the, the Switch. Switch. And apparently, it still has some random issues like all the other ports are. So there's never going <laughs> to be sure. a perfectly running version of Deadly Premonition. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is now on the Switch. And as I love that game, I don't know who the person is that says, I want a CRPG on my handheld console. But for that person, you got one of the better ones. So congratulations. I have nothing more to say about that. I was stoked about this. Doom 64 coming to the Switch? Fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the first ever give, re-release of it. Give me a playable version of that game. Because, <laughs> damn. And, like, the frame rate looked steady from what they showed anyway. I don't know. I'm excited because I don't like Doom 64 just based on the hardware it's on. And I think this Which will be fair. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, but some, it I've heard some like people shit. say it's, like, one of the better Doom, like, officially released Doom games. So It just runs like shit. Because, of course, it does. And I'm mad that we never got it on PC. So, this is great. Oh, appara- I like. Apparently, Divinity I really has it. Steam cross-saves with the Switch port. That's interesting. That is interesting. That's real cool, yeah. Okay. Uh, Rogue Company. Oh, is... What the hell is the... Oh, Rogue Company. Okay. This is high res's new, I'm guessing, free-to-play, because all they do is free-to-play stuff. Game that looks like a multi, like a 5v5 SOCOM Navy SEALs Fortnite shooter thing. Like a cover-based shooter or something. I mm. was super not interested in this, but this seems like their take on doing a 5v5 over-the-shoulder third-person um, shooter game. That is probably going to be free to play. So that's going to be coming out on the Switch as well. Rogue Company. If. Uh, more information about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Primarily about Pokemon Camp and making curry. This time around. So for me, this was just more. This is not what I care about. So I'm waiting through this patiently for more information about other games. Do you mm-hmm. care about Pokemon Sword and Shield at all? I'll probably play it a bit when it comes uh-huh. out. How do you feel about Curry Mode or whatever? I don't know why they were so excited curry. about Curry. They're very excited about They're it. They're extremely I love excited eating about Curry. But <laughs> playing it, eh, I could pass. I'm going to have Curry tonight probably. So, <laughs> uh, This was the big news for a lot of people. I'm sure you included, me included. Mm. Nintendo Switch Online getting Super Nintendo games. This had been teased for months, so I'm not surprised. I'm just glad it finally has been announced. Yep, it's about time. They also released uh, all of the games that are going to be available here. Of course, I would bring up the one thing that doesn't have the list readily available. I here got we it. Go. Don't worry. Give me a sec here. Okay. Um, okay. Try to find it where it was in that video. Got it. All right. We got Brawl Brothers, Breath of Fire 1, Demon's Crest, F-Zero, Joe and Mac 2, Lost in the Tropics, uh, Kirby's Dream Course, hell yeah, Kirby's Dream Land 3, Pilot Wings, the original Star Fox, 
Stunt Race FX, Super EDF Earth Defense Force, not related to Earth Defense Force. Right. <laughs> super, super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Super Metroid, Super Puyo Puyo 2, uh, which is basically Kirby's Avalanche without the Kirby license. Mm-hmm. Uh, super Soccer, Super Tennis, which were basically launch titles or close to for the Super Nintendo, and A Link to the Past. Those are the 20 games that we got. I'm going to say, so look at this a- list. Why the mm-hmm. fuck did we get Brawl Brothers? <laughs> right? And, yeah. And, that's and the one EDF. that stood out to me. I think that one's neat. But yeah, why? I like e- I like Super good. EDF. I'm just surprised that we got it. Sure. Here's a fun fact for you. I've never finished off Yoshi's Island. So maybe I'm huh. going to do that now. Because I fucking hated that game. <laughs> Baby really? Mario pissed me off and i don't uh, love that's the art fair. style that's fair but like it played fine i do want to finish that game so i will be going back to that at some point now that it's super convenient too uh i really like this controller because it is 30 dollars, and that seems like the cheapest way to get just like a kind of nice controller to play old games with uh the super nintendo switch yeah. control uh wireless switch I, controller or whatever i will say i'm a bit sad it doesn't come with two like the nes one did but i guess these also mm. don't seem to be joy cons that you connect to the side of your system which means i can't have two super nintendo controllers hanging off the side <laughs> which is a little disappointing yeah yeah so that is great i'm actually super excited that's a thing and that's like out now as of this recording, it's released. So Today. It came out today, which this. is the 5th. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tetris 99 update. Invictus mode. And two-player, like, not co-op, but, like, there's a two-player mode you can play now as well. I think it's a DLC, though. Uh, also, something about they're going to be releasing, if they haven't already, a physical copy that comes with a year of Nintendo Online, the game, and, like, all the DLC, or the DLC that's included, or that's out right now. And I think something else, but I don't remember what. Uh, there was the eight-player local wireless mode. Um, there was that two-player cooperative mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was the Invictus mode, where if you've won yeah. an actual Tetris 99, it's the harder mode, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you'll... They're also adding a bunch of stuff like backgrounds I thought was kind of neat. I really like uh, that, like some new yeah, backgrounds. Yeah, so there's a bunch of different skins. They added a couple through like those tournaments, and I realized now I forgot to do the Fire Emblem one, son of a bitch. But uh, <laughs> you can get tickets to buy backgrounds like that are game-themed, yeah. like Mario 1, Zelda, et cetera, et cetera. And it seemed like Avatars, I think, was another one of the things. They showed off a bunch of, like, just small things, but I think it was more a reminder that Tetris 99 exists. There's a free update currently, and then DLC as well that you can get if you choose to. Uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 is meta upon meta, mm-hmm. and that's weird. <laughs> but um, <laughs> those, like, side-scrolling 8-bit versions of the games look super fun. Those looked real good to me. 
Yeah, more so I think there's only the 10, 10 different events where they did that, but that's still cool that they did a period. I really like it, yeah. I'm kind of excited for this stupid thing, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so I think we'll they, I think they took happens. like uh, an Olympic or two off, which is why it probably feels so fresh. Mm, it must be, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it myself, for sure. Uh, they want to remind people that Damon X Machina is coming out soon. With an, so they put out another demo for that, showing another part of that game. That is the mech battling third-person mech game where you are flying around and shooting things and whatnot. Yeah. This was the next big weird thing for me. Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast? Yeah. Good choice see for the that game. Coming. Yeah, but it's it's the single player only, none of the multiplayer, which is a bummer because that was yeah. the best feature of the game. But it's still yeah. a good single player game. Yeah. T really, Jedi Outcast? Wow. People really liked wow. it. It's one of the it's one of people's favorite Star Wars games. It just I just wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> um, it is a surprise. It literally came out of nowhere. I would have expected like. Uh, Jedi Knight won first. <laughs> yeah. But they probably can't because it used FMV actors, so they need to get the rights back oh, for that. The licenses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh apparently Wing Wolf just... says Jedi Academy is also coming at some point in early twenty twenty. Jesus. Alright. It's not single uh, player only. Kyrie, what are you talking about? They literally said in the trailer it's just the single player. Oh, there's an article that came out with other info. Okay. Either way, still weird. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition. <laughs> Assassin's Creed The Rebel Collection is also coming out, which is, is Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed 4, 4 and, and Rogue. Rogue, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dauntless is coming to the Switch, to which I had a resounding... Wasn't that on that already? All right. I thought um, so too, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. A montage of upcoming games, including Call of Cthulhu Vampire uh, and like some other things that are coming to it. Ports, basically. You can look up the video if you care too much about like the small things that were announced there. Call of Cthulhu coming out in Vampire, whatever. Sure. At new information about Animal Crossing New Horizons. It's going to be one of those games where you punch a tree to get a stick to make an axe to cut down the tree to get the wood to do the thing and blah, blah, blah forever. So that that's what that game is going to be. Go figure. It's going to be Animal Crossing. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. For people like me who missed out on that game and then that game became impossible to find. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's cool. Also, suck it, everybody that bought up a bunch of different copies of that to sell them later at a premium. I mean, they put the game on digitally on the Wii U, but... Yeah. It was like nobody near the end of the Wii U's life cycle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And uh, that was it for the Direct. Yeah, and they put some cut content in there as well. And then they focused on uh, a bit of Banjo. Yeah, they did a Banjo-Kazooie trailer. Because Banjo-Kazooie came yeah. out yesterday. They Like, they announced yeah. the date was the day of the Direct, so. Yep. You, I'm guessing you also haven't taken a look at them yet. 
Uh, no, my my switch auto downloaded him, and I'm just like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, he looked, I watched I watched the uh, the direct thing they did. It looked pretty fun. He looks fun to play, and a lot of people were telling me he was actually fun to play as. So, cool, good to know. Uh, some listeners submitted stuff. Astral Chain Review War is going went on uh... on Metacritic. People review bombed it with zeros because it is only on Switch, and people are so mad. So that's because Nintendo paid for it. (laughs) (sighs) So fans went out and just like, no, fuck this. We're gonna review bomb ten out of tens. That's that's the news story. (laughs) I love it. The internet. God, I hate it sometimes. Fucking hate the internet. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Dumbasses. In maybe weirder news. Remember Reigns, that game on the mobile device that kind of blew up a little bit and went on other places and had the Game of Thrones license for a game? Yep, that one that, Sean talks about a lot. Yeah, that's getting a that's getting a board game, <laughs> a party like really party. Yeah, a regal asymmetric party game for three to six players with bluffs and betrayals. It's at on Kickstarter right now. And they are looking for 65,000 British pounds. They currently have 53,000 roughly. So this is probably going to get backed. They have 25 days to go still. And you can just Google Reigns Kickstarter. It's called Reigns the Council. This seems like it might be neat. I wonder how many, how much uh, people will care about this. It's, these are always a little bit weird. To me, the uh, party game stuff, because you need people to play it. Like, you need to have friends and stuff, so... Well, yeah, that's the same thing as, like, the Binding of Isaac uh, card game that came out a while ago. Yep, for sure. Sorry, I'm just scrolling through this right now to see. This looks like it'll probably be pretty fun, pretty cute, so... If that interests you, you can check that out. Maybe back it and get a version of it that'll likely be much cheaper than when it actually releases and is in a store for, like, three times the price. Hmm. Uh, Reggie from Nintendo, as they call him, former Nintendo of America president, Reggie Filame, is going to teach at Cornell University. That's his Why next not? step. I guess. Yep. His retirement really wasn't for him. Yep. He de- he definitely does. I think if you were the president of one of the biggest companies in the world, I don't think you're the type of person who takes to not doing things. That's fair. Very well. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. He's going to have his first talk at Cornell's Dyson School of Applied Economics and Management on October 21st, apparently. Apparently it's free and open to the public. If you're in the area and you can make that, I think that would be one of those lifetime experiences, especially if you're like a business major or something. Uh, And this is just some good news, like some nice news to get for once. Gears of War 5 has 19 LGBT pride flags in it oh look at that yeah they're actually pretty inclusionary which is really which cool. you wouldn't expect from gears of war 
I mean, kind of. Uh, so me being who I am, I don't understand what the difference between these flags are, but the fact that uh, there's this m amount of representation for a very invisible sect of gaming is very, very cool in, like, one of the biggest games of the year. That's super dope, and more people need to do that. Like, honestly, when you look at this, this shouldn't be news. They're colors on, like, fake game stuff. They could have just, like, every game could do this, but this is a good first step, and I like it, so I was happy to see that. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I always forget, so I wrote it down this time. I'm going to give a quick rundown about free stuff you can look at right now at the end of news every week. Uh, specifically for PC, because that's what I play on, but because Sean usually does it for console. Epic Game Store free games this week, starting today. The End is Nigh and Abzu. You can download those for free right now if you want. And if you have Xbox Game Pass on PC, the games they added this week were Blair Witch Project when that released last Friday. And Dead Cells is now available. So, there you go. Um, let's... Holy shit, that's a lot of questions. Should we push questions again? Or is that weird? We've been going for a while. We should do a couple. At the okay. very least. Uh, you know what? Let's get through these. We can probably, uh, kind of, like, go fast with right. some of them, so... Okay, if you want... To write in, you can do so at topdownperspective at gmail.com, TTP Podcast on Twitter, the Facebook group, which I don't recommend because I don't think even Sean checks it that much anymore, so it's going to be pushed back. John's P.O. Box, if you're one of those people that likes to send a letter. Uh, and the way most of you do is through Discord. I will take the first question here from the joiner. From a collector's standpoint, how worth it do you think collecting is collecting the Google Stadia? I keep hearing nothing but fundamental flaws about it, so unless I'm mistaken, the only thing I can see a collector showing off is, this is how Google thought online gaming could be implemented. Also, okay, this is a different question, kind of. You're more the collector out of all three of us. Are you yeah. going to collect Google Stadia? I would be the person who would buy it when it's just about dead to have an inbox one on the shelf. Okay. That is about it. Sure. I because Although, Sean alternatively... It, of course he did. But he also lives somewhere where the internet's probably good enough that he can use it for what it's intended for. Sure. Another, yep. like, I would be an edge case of, like, I would also probably get it near launch to see how well it worked in our area. Because I am legit curious about it. But as a collector, yep. I would, like, not buy games on it. <laughs> it would not be my, like, default platform. Yeah, I guess, like, the big question here is for anybody who's wondering this. Did you care about, like, the other two or three major platforms that tried this before? Because Google Stadia is not the first time they tried cloud gaming. You mean, like, OnLive? Yes. Yeah, OnLive. There's, like, two more that I don't even remember because they died instantly, basically. Well, this so, is the like, one that's got the most potential to survive, and yet at the same time, yeah. I don't think it's going to go as far as they hope. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on it, but it... Yeah. It's going to live and die based on the uh the uh way it works. Uh, it, this it's going to depend entirely on how the first couple weeks go. Yep, agreed. Uh second part of the question kind of 
Also, are there any other consoles you can think of, despite their rarity, aren't worth collecting due to future circumstances making them obsolete or the like? The ooh yeah, yeah, the ooh yeah. The store doesn't even exist anymore, so you can't even buy games for it anymore. But man, I've heard it's a pretty good emulator. It's not a bad yeah. emulator box. And even like as a collecting thing, it's kind of like a wet fart. <laughs> like that's not yeah. really a collecting thing. That's a good answer. I don't think I think that is the answer, frankly. Other answers would probably be like some Tiger Electronic games, uh, like the little handheld games that you oh would have God. gotten in yeah. stores. Those are worthless. Gamecom and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and any of the weird, like when the 3DO and the uh, PC Engine and stuff like that were kind of fighting and they kind of let licenses do different things with it. Those like weird off-brand ones are generally garbage. <laughs> so... Any of those. I think the Ouya is still the winner, though, here. Uh, do you got the next question? Yep, give me a sec here. Next question comes with from yep. Hebrew Lantern, who says, What is your favorite video game box slash label art, whether or not you like the game? Alternatively, what is the worst box or label art on a game that you like? Okay. Hmm. I really like like those early 90s like box arts. Yeah. Like, like I'm a big, I'm, I'm a real, I'm a big fan of, of uh, bad box art Mega Man. It's really I, good. Yeah. I actually also really liked when Capcom was making fun of bad box art Mega Man with Mega Man Nine. Like, have you yep. seen the like Mega Man Nine was a digital game, but have you seen like the box art they made to promote it? It's, it's actually so good. really good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Uh, that guy that did specifically Mega Man. I think one, two, and three. They used to hand draw them, right? And there's an artist that did all of them. He did Strider as well. Yeah. That like all those like old hand drawn weird things that like they would give this artist an idea of what the game was, and then he would have to just make something up for the cover, which is why they're always like a little off. <laughs> but like the Strider one is pretty on point though. Yeah, because they probably the said artist. it's a ninja. <laughs> like, the Mega Man one is like the dude has a hand cannon gun shooting another dude with the boomerang on his head. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so. <laughs> they probably, depending on how they explained it. Uh, those are great, though. I love chat, those. The chat has reminded me of Flanax, or Flanax, P-H-A-L-A-N-X. That is the Super Nintendo shmup. That is known for just having an old man with a banjo on the cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just an old man right. playing a banjo, and in the corner you can see the ship you play as in the shmup. There's no old man in the actual game, though. That's probably going to be my best. That's my best. Uh, That's it. It's right this, there. This, this is the one back here. If you're looking at the video feed, and if you're not, it's the original PlayStation Resident Evil poster with... The bad photoshopping of like spiders and like zombie stuff over Chris while he's mm -hmm. holding a gun is just great in how like old it is and like how cool they probably thought that effect was, but how it looks so bad. I absolutely love it. Uh, the worst lab box and label art or whatever on games for me is always when it's just a boring main character head down looking up. Just boring. 
<laughs> every fucking time. Uh, my worst is probably, uh, shoot. What is it? Uh, the re-release of Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, uh, cap or Konami put like a Konami greatest hits on it, which shrunk the logo a bunch, but it still had like this giant logo around it. So it was like the original logo crunched up inside of a bigger one. So it just looks really bad and really tacky. Trying to find... I, you found it, or, or you found yep. the GIF, or you found the GIF of it animated, which is also I have good. found both. Yep, they're both pretty good. <laughs> they're both pretty good. Oh, that is so ugly! What the yep. fuck? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Another famous one is I think it's uh, Batman: Arkham City's Game of the Year edition, which is just like a bunch of like press notes on a picture of Batman who's like bleeding. Looking That's it up another right now. Famously bad one. Oh my god, yeah. That looks like a magazine cover. Pretty much. Holy crap. There's lots of bad examples, basically, is what we're trying to say. Yeah. You know what's great is when there's a cool image inside that you can flip the thing around because it's obvious that, like, production or somebody in produce, uh, like a producer or something, really wanted all this information specifically on the cover, but the people that made the game wanted like a cool thing you could put on your shelf. So they hid that on the insert that you can like flip around. Those are dope. Specifically Bioshock is what I think of when I, we talk about that. All the Bioshocks have like a reversible side. Spider-Man for the PS4 has one. Yeah, those are great. Mm. I love them. Okay, next question. What games have a good, or sorry, VGC Kenny writes, what games have a good balance when it comes to difficulty? Mario games. Yep. That's definitely, that's the right answer. They're they're basically the gold standard. It's why Mario Maker feels so jarring when people that don't know how to make Mario levels make Mario levels. Because that game is very tightly balanced in how it plays. So when you have weird bullshit in there, it can make it really stressful or bad or unenjoyable. So, yep. That's probably the answer, frankly. <laughs> like, I would... That would have been mine, too. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other one. I will say I think Mario got too easy over the years for a little bit. And then... Got weirdly difficult again more recently. It's weird. Mario's had. It's a trying weird to find time. that right balance again because uh, yeah, people got too complacent. I think. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, where are we here? Next up. I lost my from spot. Dead in okay. Sky for Sean and John, but Sean's not here, so it's just me. How do you keep from getting burnt out on games when it's both your job and hobby? For Paul, do you ever feel like you don't have enough time or energy for games after work? Um, for me, uh, <laughs> not exactly doing a good job of that. Um, <laughs> I would say it's not that I'm burnt out on games as yeah. much as it's I don't feel the need to play stuff unless I'm really super invested in it, like Gears 5, or uh -huh. if it's like... Uh, 
or it's something I feel like I should be streaming. Like that's the thing. Like I've either got to be super invested in the game and need to get through it before spoilers hit me or, uh, or it's just like, yeah, I could, I should just be streaming this. (laughs) Right. That's the, that's the real thing. I will still game, uh, in my spare time, but Mm -hmm. like, it'll usually be like more casual things. I wouldn't stream. Like I'll play through like Pacross games or like, sure. Or I'll mess around with like older retro games that might not quite fit the stream at the time or Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It also makes sense why you like mobile, like why you get drawn to mobile games also, because they're kind of mindless, just like. Yeah, I do spend a lot of time playing mobile games and like idle clickers and stuff now, because I feel like that's also something I wouldn't be doing. It's got to feel like something I wouldn't do for stream, stream, basically. Sure. Yep. For sure. Um, John, John has gone beyond burnt out. I'm burnt out on gamer culture more than I am on games, really. Yeah, the Internet has ruined a lot of things for all yes. of us yep. it's taken from all of us <laughs> for paul um, do you ever feel like you don't have enough time or energy for games after work no it's my hobby it's what i do to you I make, make time, time because for it's to hobby. relax yeah it's what i do to relax it's my escape from the drudgery that is living it, i never get tired of it next question comes from Jacket K. Uh oh, he has a few questions here. Okay, one. Were you ever surprised by how competitive a popular esport got, or just a game you were surprised to find out people took competitively? If so, what game? I was surprised, honestly, that so when Dota started, it was a thing that buddies of mine played after raiding in WoW because it was in the Warcraft 3 engine as an add-on and to wind to unwind they would play Dota and i'm surprised that became a multi-million dollar game and scene that people take very seriously and has a thing called the international attached to it now that's fucking crazy to me cuz that was just a little game people played after like a 5 hour raid so I don't know. That's weird to me. What about you? Uh, Do you have a? Sorry. I I can think of a game that had has. I don't know if it still does anymore. Uh, a competitive scene. I was always surprised about. Catherine. Cat- oh, so okay. When you yeah. beat Catherine, it unlocks a two-player mode, and uh, the fighting game community started a competitive scene around Catherine. And apparently, it was actually decently big for a while. I had a couple Evo side tournaments. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. Now, I with Catherine Full Body out the re-release, I'm wondering if that's going to be revived because I know the person who was originally pushing those uh, got upset about some decisions that uh, the Persona team did in the game, which apparently they've walked back on since. So maybe, maybe competitive Catherine will be a thing again. <laughs> uh, so I think this is one Sean pulled last week, and he usually deletes all the context stuff before. Uh, just because so we're not reading forever. But I know the reason why this came up is because Jackie K was saying something about Mario Party as an eSport. And mm. I thought that was funny. A funny idea. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sure there's people that take that way too competitively. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would love to see a Mario Party league. Mm-hmm. Uh, second question, what non-competitive game would you be most interested in seeing a competitive scene? Okay, I mean, Mario Party. That's basically, I guess, yeah, what we just answered. Yeah, 
Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, and that's it for his question. Rasterman says, hey, so according to some sources of questionable credibility, today is International Gamers Day, at least in some oh. countries. Uh, in the U.S., I believe it is September 12th, so keep that in mind. <laughs> Considering that there's a Kotaku article that flat out treats it as nonsense, have you ever heard of any other nonsense days that somebody made up just for the fun of it? For example, recently we had a hashtag day on Twitter, so that's neat. I mean, at this <sighs> point, there's like... There's like a dozen like international bacon yeah. days or like burger days. So may the fourth be with you. Yeah. What's yeah. the one that people usually respond with? Like the revenge of the sixth or something like that. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't think I've heard that one. They're all nonsense. <laughs> yeah, they're all nonsense. They're literally all nonsense. They're all nonsense. Yeah. Uh, second question, imagine now you were that person. In other words, imagine you were to make up a holiday for today. What would it be about? Does the date matter in any way? I mean, is there something special about today in particular for that holiday? How can people celebrate it? Do you believe in a couple of years people might start taking it seriously? I'd love to know what you think. Here's the problem. That's literally how like a bunch of these things start. So like Festivus sure. is, is actually a thing because of Seinfeld. Like people actually celebrate <laughs> Festivus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can celebrate anything, for sure. I, here's an example. For me, June 30th is the day I was born. That is my birthday. Nobody else fucking cares. <laughs> like, that's a made-up day, like, a made-up event for people, you know? Like, people that know me probably do a little bit, which is why they wish each other happy birthdays. But, like, some random guy who's not listening right now doesn't know who I am. June 30th means that, that might be the day their dog died. Like, that might be a terrible day. So, yeah, you can celebrate any day. And I think it... This is a weird thing to unpack because the date could matter. For example, Star Wars Day being May the 4th yeah. is super it, important. It was Revenge of the 5th, so I was wrong on that. It was not Revenge of the 6th, Revenge of the 5th. Right. Also... There's, I don't even know if I want to say this. There's a weird issue you get into if you choose maybe a bad holiday that coincides with the day that already exists. Like maybe, maybe you shouldn't have like certain days on like maybe Martin Luther King Day or something, or like, or four twenty day, or four twenty day, yeah, or many like, other things. So I think okay. date matters. <laughs> Yeah, date doesn't matter. Can I can I also throw back to where you basically said birthdays are imaginary? They are. That's kind of that's kind of a great statement if you think about it. Yeah, birthdays are imaginary. Put that down as the show title. <laughs> I'm sure we'll forget it. We will forget it. Yeah. Uh, Jacket K wrote in again. This is probably from the yeah. This is from this week now. You know what? We might as well just finish off. We're pretty. Close. Yeah, we've only got four left. Uh, what is your favorite soundtrack from a game you haven't played? This is a great question. Ooh. Ooh. Because I don't know an answer. <laughs> that is a good question, because usually if, if I'm listening to the game soundtrack, I'm going to try the game, too. Or you've at least played the game and you know you like the song, which is why you have the soundtrack. Like yeah. They they kind of coincide. Uh, 
I've heard Thumpers is really good, so I'd probably say Thumper. Okay. You know what? Actually, in the chat, Chrono Cross. I've never played Chrono Cross, and I love the music from it. That's easy. It, that's it got put on Spotify answer. recently. Uh, Trigger and Cross. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. Damn, that's a good question. Yeah, th that's probably it for me. All right. Um, VGC Kenny says, more DMC5 questions. So DMC5 allows you to change the controller settings. I did what came naturally to me and switched it to the Ratchet and Clank controls, where square is melee, circle is ranged, and triangle is special. What games have you changed the controls for to mimic a different game? Uh, also, I had to do this for every character, which I found odd. Should the control scheme switch stay consistent with how you've changed it before, or do you think that these characters are different enough that it warrants forcing you to make the change every time? Different enough. Yeah, f specifically for Devil May Cry 5, they're all so different. That makes sense for that game. Um, uh, as for changing the controls to mimic a different game, I don't know about mimicking a different game, but... Uh, I've definitely like changed the controls. Even in Devil May Cry, I've changed the controls to like make it less awkward. Mm-hmm. Or like to like make it easier to like combo certain things. Like in Devil May Cry four, yep. uh Nero's gun uh, had a charge move you could use, but holding that down while also doing like the jumping and slashing needed for combos was really awkward. So I moved it to like a trigger or bumper to make it easier to do while working in with all the other combos I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, every shooter that doesn't use Call of Duty mapping, I change to Call of Duty mapping. I was gonna Except say Halo. Halo. Enough. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. for Halo. Halo is different enough somehow that like it just feels natural when I'm playing Halo. I know what to do. But I will say I've thrown a few grenades accidentally trying to aim down sights and stuff. But you know, you get used to it after a second. Uh, but yeah, every shooter, I usually try to change to feel like Call of Duty. Um, I guess anything with, like, Devil May Cry is a good, good choice here. Anything where muscle memory takes over a lot more than actually thinking. Uh, oh, all the Souls games. If you have an attack that isn't on R1 and R2, I can't, my brain can't play your game if it's a Souls-like. And if you don't have, uh, like, a dodge, evade, or roll on, like, circle on a PlayStation or B on an Xbox controller, I, my brain will just always fail randomly. Even if I'm 20 hours in, it will randomly fail if it's not set properly. It's weird. Uh, I'm 3D Homer asks, what animal in a video game would you most like to eat? Chocobo. Yeah, Chocobo would be pretty good. Pretty good. Try and think of something that would be nice and meaty. Hmm. Probably like a Rathalos. Yeah. Rathalos would taste... I like think a they dragon. taste spicy. Pro they taste well, like I would assume so with all the fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a monster... I wonder if that's cheating. It's like, what animal in a video game would you most like to eat? Uh, one of the deer in <laughs> God of War. I want to eat a deer in Deer Hunter, please. Yeah. You know, food that we already eat. Uh, oh, I guess the 
this is tangential. Anytime there's a cutesy, like, anime sushi, I always mm. want to eat it. See, that reminded so me of, like, was it the ice cream Pokemon? Okay. <laughs> the ice cream Sunday one, like Milfoy? I don't yeah. remember what the hell the Pokemon's name is, but yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. What Pokemon tastes the best? Probably that one. I would assume the ice cream one. Or no, what's that, the, that cake one that's new for Sword and Shield? Probably that oh, one. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, Vanilla. Or no, Vanillix was the ice cream one. The new the Pokemon. new cake one. That's my vote. Yum. Uh, I'm just going to quickly read the last question so we can get okay. out of here. What's the most annoying mechanic you've had to deal with in a game? What's the game and what's the mechanic? Underwater levels, always. <laughs> there are some exceptions to those, but that's a pretty strong one. Uh, ice physics would be my answer for that <laughs> as well. Ice physics. This feels like a question we get regularly enough that the answers are there. Yeah. <laughs> They're set. I feel yeah. like I'm trying to think of a just a specific game that has a specific mechanic I hate. I'm trying to remember what the hell it is. Not having continues in brutally difficult games. There we go. Oh, my God. Maybe this is spoilery, but but Eagle Island. <laughs> I Stay wasn't going to say anything. Oh, man. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. If you're not a Patreon backer, you might want to hear this Become one. one. Become one. <laughs> you might want to hear that one. Holy fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, again, if you want to write in topdownperspective at gmail.com, TDP podcast on Twitter, Discord is probably the best way. We highly recommend you just join up and do it through there. John's P.O. Box is another way if you're one of those crazy people that doesn't use the internet. What's your game of the week? Uh, you know, I'm actually probably going to say Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yep, that's fair. I'm going to say Control. Still a very good game. So, housekeeping. Uh, Sean, I think, we both think, we'll be back next week. We're hoping. We're going to post. Because we're, we're delaying yeah. the Eagle Island episode a week because of that. Because we want all three of us on this one. For reasons. Yep. <laughs> for reasons. Also, it's getting late. <laughs> is the other yeah reason. yeah so, we, we started this one late we start yeah that's i'm sorry anyway thank you for listening and we'll see you next time bye bye everybody <laughs>